All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending on where and when you're listening to this. Uh, I'm Flying Cookie, and I'm with Far Isle Pilots and a lot of people who are very nice to join us today. Um, we are in Australia this time, thanks to Far Isle, who conveniently flew down there and told me we have to go down there. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yes. Too nice um, to miss. Yes, it is Alice Springs, for everybody that's asking. So we are today um, in a beautiful little place, a little hidden from the rest of the world. You have to really go into Australia to find it. Um, I think it's honestly the best that could happen to us because we're going from Alice Springs to Aya Rocks. So I'm showing the map here. Uh, we are going in a Cessna 208 for this because uh, it is the plane of choice for the speed and the time of this uh, podcast. At the same time, uh, for those who want to have about the same weather and time as me, I'm currently on few clouds at 7.15 in the morning. I know I first decided to choose on mid-afternoon, but I felt like the morning would be uh, a little nicer for the lighting in the morning, so kind of just wanted to change a bit. Okay. So 7.15 a.m. local time, uh, 9.45 p.m. UTC. So you guys can switch to that. I'm on the few clouds preset. Me too. Okay. I see there's a bunch of people on the runway already. Wow. Yeah. Dang, you guys are quick. People, so let's get my... Get yeah, me too. Hopefully, it takes a few seconds for the... Uh the caravan to start yep i've already started myself yes can too. i get a mic check hey got you loud and clear sound, sound clear okay so now it's whoa that was really weird the motion blur <laughs> the new oh, feature yeah. that i hadn't seen yet i think that's a special one oof I wonder if I can go and where is that located? Is it under camera? Uh, I think it's under graphics. Let's see. I'm going to. What is this person doing? Oh, there you take go. Take a second because that motion blur was just a little. There it is. Let's apply and save and we'll go back. So once more, I'm using the good old add-on pushback helper to, to help me push back and skip all the ATC. Uh, <laughs> that's always very useful. Uh, it sometimes is a little glitchy at first, but it's just a toggle on and off and, a, and it will work. It's pretty quick as well. Bingo. How are you yeah, going man. right now? Far out. I am going pretty good. Hopefully I'm going to the correct end here. We shall see. You know me. I'm the notorious taxier. Yeah, which of I would course. imagine I need to kind of make a rather big, a big loop here. So let's see if we can get this big old beastie going here a little bit. So I can. Who's watching? Uh... Oh no! Oh yeah! Don't watch! Don't look! Now you got huh. all the space you need. Just do 180 to the right. And... Yeah, I'm just trying to get the uh, controls to respond. So let's have a look. Okay, let me go back. I'll actually. Let me just. 
kind of follows in because we just had an update uh, today. It was delayed uh, from Tuesday. That happened today. So uh, the two-day delay was due to uh, autopilot bugs that they could not figure out um, in time for Tuesday. So they took an extra two days, which honestly I believe is more than enough. Um, and I think it's justified as well. It is not something that I would have cried over. Uh, it is it is something I believe they needed to do at some point, and I'm glad that they took it and uh, didn't do something else instead. Wow, you guys are all okay, buddy. right there. Yeah, now. Almost it's intimidating to now. just come in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear, like they're all here. <laughs> all righty-o, finally had the... I love the van that sort of pulls out right in front of your plane because, yeah. you know, why not? So, <laughs> kind of fun. Oh, man. You're, you remind me of those uh, those vehicles that always try to move away from you, but in certain positions, they actually have to go in through you to be able to yeah. get away from you. Uh, this sure beast you doesn't it. turn super duper, so let me uh, chug my way down there. Sorry, guys. I'll be there in a second. Takes a little bit of a wider turn sometimes. Although it seems like the ground handling on the rudder for me has been uh, is slightly improved. So is it more or so less sensitive far. actually for you? It's actually less sensitive. Although I'm having a little bit of an issue. It's just it's weird because the controls that I have to use are it's either all on or off. There's no there's no in between. No, there's no in between. So it's that's why I look like I'm snaking around a little bit like a, a crazy person, but it's just the way it is. So once I get that rudder pedal, I pedals I'll be I'll be good to go. You yeah. see, they've changed the sensitivity screen. I, like there's I don't know whether I should change changes. it or not because mine is pretty good. I did a test flight and my sensitivities, whatever I had them at, they held nicely and. The flight was very smooth. Um, the rudder is never smooth for me because I don't have. It's, it's not a hold option or it just doesn't work. The honeycomb yoke, like the elevator, uh, switch that you use, you could do incremental inputs, but with the rudder, it's all on, or all off. So there's no incremental. It's it's rather difficult. I was thinking of um, what equipment I could get while I wait for the Charlie rudder pedals to come out, because they're not going to be out for probably nine months, if I'm lucky. So so what did you notice on your um, sensitivity? Are you noticing it's more or less or just completely different? I mean, there's there's a lot to talk about this week, because not only did we get the update that arrived today, we also had the Q&A with the live uh, stream. So that was with the developers from Asobo and Jane. So there was a lot of information in that. I think it's an hour and 15 minutes. There was. And on top of this, uh, lots of news from the GPU <clears throat> manufacturers, NVIDIA and AMD with the Radeon Technologies Group. And of course, uh, more about add-ons, about little thoughts here and there. So uh, I think that's perfect. We can, we can take yeah, off. I think so. Uh, I'm just double checking my. Uh, yep, all inputs seem to be neutral. So, Throttle after you, up. sir. 
Let's go. Can I uh, can I make a suggestion? We have a moment's silence for the press any key screen. Oh yes, <laughs> we should, right? Yep. Gonna, I I'm gonna miss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna miss starting the sim and then uh, coming back and thinking, oh, it's loading, and it's like, oh, press any key. Yeah, that was that was something that I believe needed to be removed at some point. It just Definitely. because it was a loading afterwards. If there was no loading, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, that's true. But mm, it does feel yeah. a little faster now. Yeah, it does. It's nice. I uh, yeah. Sometimes you know you want to grab a cup of coffee or do whatever. Just let it do its loading and however long it's gonna take. And it's like let me, you know, let yeah. me do my thing. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, I forgot to press the key. So. <laughs> That's going to be exact a... Same. I think everyone has had that experience at least once. You, know, you run exactly. the same, you're like, oh, oops. And <laughs> I think there was a little more anticipation with this because not only is it something that we want to, to get fixed, but at the same time, it was something that was mistyped as something they wanted to have in the last uh, update. And there yeah. was a typo, and it was supposed to come for this update. So a little oopsies that happened there. So they... At least it's in this um, update. So that is gone. To me, get part. mine. I think we have to take, according to my plan, we got to make a, a turn yeah, here eventually. That's what yep, I'm looking so. at. Um, yep. hmm. Wow, I love the scenery, though. Look at this. You let's definitely feel like you're somewhere take... else, don't you? Yeah, let's take a left, actually. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, shit, I better take off. Don't worry, if you just do a 180 on the runway, you'll be able to take off from the other side and oh, yeah. catch up pretty quick. Uh, there's a few, it almost looks like, yeah, those are texture lines, but I mean. Yeah, there's a couple that. out here because it's a little bit of a sparse well, deserts, coverage area. Right. So, yeah, you will see a few. Deserts are those areas that just never, yeah. Yeah. are never just satellite pictures just one time and everything's at the same moment of the day, yeah. season, weather condition, and so on. These rock formations up here are pretty amazing. When I kind of did a little bit of a test run, that was part of the that's part of what I wanted to um, show everybody how unique it looks. It's like again, sometimes these places you, you'll hear people will say, oh, it looks otherworldly, and I'm like, you know what? It also looks like it's another time because this is just we're looking some of, at some of the oldest desert in the world here, and some of the old, you know, the oldest indigenous first peoples on Earth. So it's an incredible place. I mean, Alice Springs is—it's kind of like a, a little mini, mini oasis in the middle of this vast area they call um, the Red Center, which is how they refer to it. And there's about thirty thousand people in Alice Springs, and. Uh, I'll tell you what though, it's it's got it's got some extreme weather here as well because obviously it's a, it's a desert, so it's going to be extremely hot. I mean, it averages almost it averages above 35. Yeah. So Fahrenheit, that's about 95 or 96, and yet in the winter months here, it can average 5C as a high. So it's kind of a very very unusual place for that's about 40 or 41. For those that are in the U.S., but um, yeah, it's really an amazing area. That's why I wanted to, and just in case 
people hadn't been here yet, it was something we should we should show off a little bit. And as you can see, who knows what created this, uh, how this was created, this landscape, you know. A lot of glacial activity in the northern hemisphere, but I'm wondering what caused this kind of scored out land here. Yeah, those big ridges. Yeah, it makes you wonder, did a huge... It's quite specific something? as well. Yeah. Because they're very straight yeah. lines, not... Uh... Well, glaciers also have this path. You see the path of the ice scraping through uh, the yeah. rock, so you can kind of get this flow. Uh, something that is obviously a little different here. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it's it's slightly rounded, but you're thinking, oh, glaciers do that. But I'm like, there's no glaciers here, so unless well, maybe I, I don't know, maybe the there past. wasn't. Yeah, in the past, there could be. You never know. We need to review our history from Pangea yeah. now, right? Yeah, we do. We do. The Antarctic, uh, maybe that cap was much bigger. Although, I think Antarctica was in a different place. Isn't it funny how it's so wide open, and when I have it on few clouds, I just get that one cloud. <laughs> That's right. Actually, I don't I'm know. looking at the clouds right now, and I realized that my cloud setting is most likely on low or medium, because... Oh. It's not the usual clouds that I have, and the the update probably changed that. Um, it's a possibility. Well, I went and made sure that the NVIDIA driver... Yeah, I was going to mention that. Into, yeah, go ahead, please. Because, uh, so, of course, a lot of updates, but another one that dropped today was the NVIDIA drivers with their new, well, game-ready drivers, as they call it. And, sadly, they still have the same perception of what a flight simulator is. Which for them does not differ from a first-person shooter or any other fast-paced action. So they are optimizing for frame rate. Sadly, with a simulator, it really doesn't work like this. And I'm on a GTX 970 and a Ryzen 3600. Yet they are still pushing me down settings with everything low and a, and a much, much lower resolution of 768. Um, I could get you actually the, the, the full number because I complained about it at some point. I sent you <laughs> yeah. the screenshot, I think. Yes, you did. But uh, yeah, imagine having a resolution of uh, 1366 by 768. I wouldn't be very Ooh. pleased. Nope. It's pixelish. It's very low resolution. And it still doesn't give you, you know, the full frame rate because the flight simulator itself will see that there's this extra space and will instead of use it to fully to render as much as possible the simulator is a little different it knows they'll handle more or less workloads depending on where you are and what's happening in the world so when you start flying it will leave some overhead and when you reduce your settings to what nvidia gave me for my gpu it essentially put me at a very low resolution and the simulator would eat up most of that uh, difference and performance as overhead. So I still had very bad graphics and visuals and well, everything was just worse. So it didn't make sense for me to keep those settings. Yeah, I had to get rid of, I had to get rid of the optimization as well. Although I have a little strange, like it's almost, it seems to only happen when I'm, Flying into the sun, I get a kind of pixelated uh, little band around the the engine, the cowling, and and right. some of the stuff 
uh, in like the icon, I get it a little bit in the cockpit, but um, it was more pronounced. Yeah, it's like like black pixelated uh, noise. I don't I don't exactly know how to describe it, but um, well, I, it uh, is noise from the reflection. Yeah. yeah, it is. So I turned it off, and it was a lot better. Yeah, that's going to be quite useful. It's still there a little bit, see. but you know, I'm so happy with the way everything looks outside in general that I am lost in the scenery 99% of the time. So I am definitely yeah, you if they had a role for Discord, it would be <laughs> no, because I'm kind of not looking at the end of the mm-hmm. at the front nose of the aircraft. I'm kind of looking, you know, like what we're seeing in front of us. This strange kind of sort of canyon or or for lack of a better term, it's... I was wondering, looking at these parallel ridges that run for miles, whether it's the result of some big rock that struck millions of years ago. You know, I thought that too. I was going to say asteroid, and I said, no, I better not say. (laughs) Don't think I'm a catastrophist. I will say one thing. Everybody kind of beeped out on me a little bit here, so I'm having one of those server... Oh, right. Where everybody goes, but uh, um, I believe for this you have to go into options, data, turn multiplayer off, save, turn it back on. Let's see if I can do that. And for those who have the question about is shared cockpit coming up soon, what is happening with this? Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. If you still have some bugs related to multiplayer, shared cockpit won't come out soon because it's been clear multiple times that developers have mentioned this. If you see multiplayer bugs, it means there's still multiplayer issues, and we don't really work on shared cockpit if there's still bugs in the multiplayer, because we need multiplayer to be a feature that is strong for us to be able to build upon. So once that will be fixed, then we'll get more lucky, but it seems like shared cockpit is still a few months away at least. Yeah. See a single player out there. Single player. Uh, you mean like, you don't your multiplayer still bugged? Uh, there was yeah. nobody at Allison Springs. <laughs> uh, well, we, we took off at the moment, so we are about 17, 18 nautical miles west. I was there ten minutes early. And I never saw anyone. Yeah, I'm. I'm having a little bit of a an issue too. Cookie, I turned it off. Do I have to re-enter the sim and then come back and turn it back on? Multiplayer? Oh no, it's just turn it off, press F11, turn it back on, save and exit. Hmm. Menu. So maybe we're having a a little bloop, but that's okay. I can I can see on my on my phone on Twitch, so I just don't see anybody during my flight. So I'm flying kind of solo. Same here. If not, just the other fix could be just switching region servers. Yeah, we could try that. So let's. But for me, I realized that this really doesn't work for me anymore. I have to really go and turn off multiplayer and then turn it back on from that data menu. And then it works. See if it works for me. Yeah. So I think it's time for us to kind of dig into the update, and then that will merge with um, that will merge with the live Q and A. Yep. 
One thing that I find pretty interesting to begin with is we don't really have anything else but the patch notes right now. They're still working on the actual Thursday update post. So what we currently have is only the release notes for 1.10.7, which is update number five that came out October 29th. So that's today. And the live Q&A that we had yesterday on Wednesday, the 28th of October. Um, so that is a lot of little quality of life improvements, I'd say. Um, they did modify a lot of things with the sensitivity. Um, as we've already talked very recently, the sensitivity curves have been modified, finally adding a little more control for us, something which yeah. was very lacking from the beginning. Uh, and of course, there's always bugs with a few controllers, a few things like this. So that will allow uh, most of those bugs to, to at least have some kind of workarounds or be less dramatic as a bug. Um, the reason why this update was delayed and it finally got fixed as well was many of the autopilot issues for um, autopilot. So VNAV, LNAV is still being worked on, but it's more of the pitch, the altitude, um, and those related features like being able to fly around and not have erratic flight behaviors from that autopilot. So those have mostly been fixed uh, for the Dasher TBM 930, the Cessna 152, 152 Aerobat 172, and the 172G 1000 variant. Those are the ones that had most of this behavior. So those are the first ones being really fixed. Um, the autopilot also had a few improvements to other planes that were a little noticeable, but they're not necessarily fully listed on that patent note. They just want to make it simple uh, for us. Um, other stuff that is really amazing, yay, the press any key to start screen is finally gone. Uh, I think this one will celebrate for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> definitely it'll, it'll save me from that. Oh, why have I been gone for 10 minutes and it's press any key? That was yeah. one of my uh, fumbling uh, issues that I've had for a while. <laughs> I had to uh, reload here, so I'm in the process of... Oh, okay. Yeah, just uh, um, click back on me to spawn in. I, if you want. Yeah, I did. I'm kind of looking around to see if I see you. Oh, and guess what it's done? It's turned on the autopilot all by itself. Uh-oh. We'll just... Yeah, so I'm getting a few strange little bugs here. So give me a second to see if I can disengage. There yeah, we go. Yeah, you're going to have to press that AP off. <laughs> I did. Otherwise you might die. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to speed up here so I can catch up a little bit as I took me off a little bit. <clears throat> but I get to see this beautiful, maybe asteroid-created uh, canyon or whatever it is. that Like somebody took a giant snow shovel, shovel in, shovel in the driveway there, and made this big path. So I'm looking out ahead to see if I see all, hopefully... So yeah, there's, there's that. There's a... Um... There's a few other improvements and fixes uh, that have been added. They're kind of specific to a plane, like a little bug. Um, they added a lot of performance improvements as well. Uh, and there's more coming up next patch uh, as well. But mostly right now it has to do with the, uh, the user interface, 
the shop and all that stuff. Um, and we finally have a few extra little uh, options that are available, mostly the track IR, which is now something you can enable or disable, as well as a cockpit tooltip thing. So if you don't like seeing uh, those little labels that show up uh, when you put your mouse over buttons inside the cockpit, you don't need an add-on anymore to fix that. So uh, That's great. Exactly. You can just fix it by removing, well, deactivating that feature. It's an accessibility menu. Um, many of these things are kind of going to link back to the uh, the dev Q&A, honestly. Um, yeah, that's, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, there's so much information that came out in that thing. It's uh, So I guess it'll, of course... it'll be a bit of a repeat for some of them. Uh, so I'll kind of skip the ones that we're going to repeat. Um, of course, there's the few installation things that have been fixed. Uh, I feel bad for the people that have had to reinstall the whole simulator, like download 90 gigs again randomly. Um, I'm thinking most of these things are now uh, solved. I know there's a few that might still happen. So it's it's more of a question of, is there getting there? Uh, don't worry too much and keep downloading. They've also added support for the Thrustmaster TCA Quadrant. That is finally something I thought would have showed up earlier, honestly. But uh, it's good that they have a profile for it now, so it means technically all your buttons are already mapped. You may not have to map them yourself. Uh, and of course, they've added um, fixes for dead zones and a few sensitivity stuff. Yeah. It's going to be some new fun there. Unfortunately, I am kind of doing a solo flight because my try multiplayer is just not co-oping. Let's try it again. Which server? East USA? Yes. I'm loading it as well. I'm sorry I'm late. Ah, it's okay. I'm having my own issues as well for some reason. I, I can obviously see everybody on Twitch, but for me, it's just taking a little bit of time to re-engage maybe it is something from the patch who knows but or maybe I in front of all you guys because uh i was seeing a few of yous but now i don't see anyone hmm. uh, i think i might be a bit too far i see air show i see pre-suffix here brian and ricky i'm uh i'm my mind mine mine <laughs> oh pre-suffix is in for once yeah he's further down Oh. Love to fly is in front of me, and I mean, there's a few clouds for me that could be hiding some of you guys down there, but uh, I mean, my throttle's at 50%, so for those who are trying to catch up, uh, you're on your way. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll just slew. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, and I yeah, see man. um, I see W222's also in that the same boat where he's updating right now, trying to trying to join us. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Every, every that loop, that of, loop of, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's. I can understand the the update itself is a solid gig, just from the store, and then another six to download. That's for the standard version. I don't know how it is for. Uh, yeah, mine was deluxe. seven point five. Yeah. Maybe? Okay. So a little more Mark, for you guys. Probably the the planes and some of the airports, but it's sliced to low at least. You know, most of the stuff is at least being fixed and. Those are big updates, right? When you download six, seven gigs, it's it's yep. a lot coming in. So at least it's, it's good to see that even if they have a two-week cadence for it, they're doing pretty darn good. Yes. I, I think it's, 
like I said all the time, it, it, they're doing a lot more updating and the frequency than we ever had in the past because you remember like with FSX, I think we had a couple of service pack one, two, maybe service pack three. Then like a year or so later, they did the accelerator and then that was it. I mean, they did a Steam version, but so we're getting a lot of updates, a steady flow of information. They're giving us the developer Q&A, the, the roadmaps are, of course, our normal Thursday updates, patches, world, world updates. Matter of fact, speaking of world update and the Q&A, uh, Jörg mentioned basically that we can expect five more, well, we can expect five world updates in 2021. So it'll be interesting to see what those world updates are going to end up being. We've got the US, the USA one is coming out next. And we'll have five in 2020 for that alone. Yeah, that's true. Lots of update um, coming in. Actually, let's just jump into the, the Q&A. So sure. the Q&A happens every month on Twitch. So uh, it's it's... It's fine. We don't have to every two weeks. That would be uh, a lot of information um, because we take notes during those. I took over a thousand word last time. Um, so the updates, of course, we mentioned that from before. It's something that was postponed. Um, now, update six is expected to be a smaller update this time. They're not expecting uh, a large, large update, but it's still going to be full of content because they are going to include support for the latest Honeycomb products. Um, they're going to open up VR uh, Wave 2 during that time, and they're opening a lot of the CPU improvements that they have been working on in the, uh, in the little while. So that includes... Um, a lot of the CPU management, so now the flight model is going to be more multi-threaded. Uh, so that means that there is the work is more distributed between the cores that you have. So if you were on a simulator that was uh, CPU bottlenecked, so if you go into dev mode and you show the little FPS counter, if you see it's limited by CPU, um, well, now you should have a much better improvements with update 6, which is the next update, so in two weeks from now. Um, and that should give about 6 to 10 FPS increase from the CPU. So if you're CPU bound, you're going to get a lot more space. And even if you're GPU bound, certain tasks will uh, be done quicker. So don't know that's the, good news. the impact for that. But yeah, that's, that's some of the really good things um, just about performance. So, I mean, who doesn't want free FPS, right? Well, yeah, they're trying their best to accommodate as many different setups uh that they uh can obviously they want as many people to join and have a good experience so that's yeah. a good sign definitely and then of course we can start getting hyped um because update seven which is the one after update six so a month from now uh so probably end of november uh will be the one that includes the usa world update and, well, USA World Update means we're going to get something up to one meter of resolution, uh, up to, right? So not everywhere you're going to get that one meter. Uh, as well, a, a lot of aerial imagery, a lot of third-party airports that are also being included, just like in the Japan Update. So for a lot of people, you may not have seen too much if you don't fly too much in Japan. Um, 
but I know there's a vast community that flies in the US. So regardless, uh, this time they will see the difference because Atlanta International is one of these airports that are going to be made. So yay for us, we're getting uh, a third party uh, airport that's going to be probably made in partnership with a company, um, just like they did with Japan, unless a Sobo takes care of that one. I would be surprised because it is quite the workload. Yeah. But I think or yeah, that's the thing. Could be Orbex, Gaia simulations, yeah. and there's tons wondering. more. That... Yeah, give him a helping hand on that one. Exactly. So that's that's part of the things that you could be kind of thinking about. There's not just Atlanta, of course. There's Friday Harbor, and for those good old FSX people, you'd recognize Friday Harbor as the airport that you would spawn in if you forgot to choose an airport. So. If you're an FSX you're default, person, yeah. you'll remember spawning in in midair at about 220 knots uh, at <laughs> Friday Harbor, close to Seattle. Yeah. So quite the funny one if you're into I do remember stuff. that. So that's going to be modeled. It's a small airport, but I, I find it quite a lot of fun, honestly, uh, to know yeah, that it's still there. Yeah, I like the area. The area is a lot of fun to fly in. <laughs> the legacy. Uh, yes. So they're adding that. They're also adding New York Stewart and uh, a few other ones. So uh, a few surprises for us to to wait for. So that's a whole yes. month ahead still. Uh, they're also adding things like more push trips, uh, more points of interest. So they're, they're putting a bit more focus on the U.S. this time, which I can totally understand because the aerial and just satellite imagery uh, could be up to three, four years old now in the U.S., so while the satellite data is there, um, the it's just, it's just getting old. So there's certain things that are yeah, new. Gotta, gotta it in, yeah. And are we going to see a new building type? And what would it be? Because they did that for Japan. They added the traditional style uh, Japanese house or building. And, well, what could it be for the U.S.? Well, the U.S. is so huge, they're going to have to do... If they were going to do that, they'd have to do a little bit of regional, you know, because the southwest of America looks quite different from New England and the Midwest. And then you've got, uh, of course, Florida, every color of the rainbow for your house. <laughs> you know? They'll have a McDonald's. Oh, for sure. I didn't sure. want to say it, but <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Just joking. I'm waiting for somebody to come up with a a flying golden arch. Nothing but just a big M flying through the <laughs> the sky here. Ah, I love this landscape. I'm a little bit behind y'all, and unfortunately I can't see you, but I'm there in spirit, so. Oh, come on. <laughs> um... I finally got caught up. Yeah, I, I'm caught up, but my sim's just not showing. Did, did any you try switching uh, yeah. both the region and turning on and off? Yep. Yeah, I tried on and off. I went to North Europe. I came back. Um, hey, um, Mr. Cookie, I have a suggestion that might fix this issue with people not being able to see everyone. Please, go ahead. Um, I'm kind of cheating on you. I mean, I fly with another group as well. And they always use the Southeast Asia server because I guess the idea is there's a lot less users on it, even though it's got a slightly higher ping um every flight i've been in with them i've seen everyone i've never had an issue so Honestly. you might want to try that southeast asia server 
Could be something to think of, honestly. Uh, yeah, because, well, I honestly did not have any server issues recently. Like this, this is the first. I time haven't either. This is the first time it happened a little bit longer. I, I, I think it would be an overload. Like a lot more people are flying because of the update. That would be my guess. So I guess yeah, Southeast uh, Asia in this case would be uh, would be a solution. Um, but it does yeah, it, like it doesn't create any issue with like people skittering across the sky due to latency or anything. It's it works perfectly fine, and I've had four or five flights with them, and I haven't even heard anyone talking about not seeing each other. Yeah. So, but maybe that's the way it is with these groups too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, it's kind of weird. Um, but I didn't hear anything about server. I do know they did patch some server stuff a few days ago, but that was related to caching of weather data. That was fixed server side. Um, so that shouldn't even impact multiplayer. But definitely something to uh, to keep in mind. If more people cannot connect, then we might actually switch. But uh, I mean, we're we're a little bunch in here, so I don't know. I'm. We'll probably Damn. switch later, but we're we're quite a bunch here, so I don't think we'll switch yet. Try switching, you know, your multiplayer and your region servers a few times, um, and if not, then I guess we'll just switch to Southeast Asia and enjoy to see how the sim reacts to uh, to higher pings. Because honestly, I don't know myself how I would react. I have no idea. You know, FSX would be very jaggered. Uh, like if it was a 2 FPS, 3 FPS, 5 FPS game. Um, DCS kind of makes your plane fly randomly around, you know, like like an elastic uh, being thrown around. Um, P3D, I don't really know, but I'm guessing it would be a bit, uh, bit like FSX. So I guess we could probably try it eventually. Good. Uh, even when I chose you as a destination, it still didn't. Uh, it still didn't work, by the way. So, not quite sure. But that's okay. I can tag along. I'm just flying an invisible. I got my invisibility cloak over my plane. I'm quite surprised, honestly. I am too. I've never really had this happen. So, or I've had it happen where it blinked on and off for a moment, but not really. Not for so long. The only thing I can do. Is come back out, and I'll just choose you as destination again. Could be that when I turned off all players for a test, and when I turned it back on, maybe it didn't take. But we'll just find out. So we can carry on with the Q&A, and I'll, I'll jump right in and, and relocate. Have you guys discussed the new uh, control sensitivity paradigm yet? Only just a, a little bit. There's a lot of people that are having... I mean, there's a few people. Mine was great. It didn't seem to... Matter of fact, it seemed a little bit more stable for mine. I think I'm kind of lucky. There were some people in the forum that were having some issues. Now, I don't, they didn't really say what aircraft they were using, so I don't know if it's an aircraft-specific issue. But they had what they were saying was asymmetric curves. But there were a few people that were trying to explain... I think some people have yeah. sensitivity exceptionally reduced. Like... Maybe. That was that was the case with me. Um, it uh, it basically had a flat line that was also asymmetrical on mine. Um, reconfiguring it all seems to have worked just fine, 
but um, a couple of the people on Discord, like they had higher uh, reduction. They were at like negative 80% or something on the sensitivity. Yeah. And with the new paradigm, it actually inverted some of their controls. Ooh. Where when it redrew the curves based on their previous profiles, turning too far left would actually make the plane turn right. It was very strange. But it seems to it seems to be easily fixed with uh with kind of a reconfiguration, but they have two sliders now instead of one. Um, and some yeah. people have mistaken their plane not behaving for a plane issue when it's actually just they hadn't uh, checked their controls yet. Because I didn't I didn't have to. It. I have mine at sixty six minus sixty six across the all of them, and that's still the same. I haven't. It handles the same way, from what I can tell. I think what they've done is given us the ability to scale both directions. Like you want more sensitivity for, I don't know, up elevator than down. It seems to be why there's an extra slider. Yeah, yeah they made it more capable. Um, the only issue is that the way it automated the yeah. carryover is some people had some issues. But you no, know, once you reconfigure it, it gives you significantly more adjustability on your curve. I think uh, it's a good thing. It's probably a way for them. Well, they, you know, when you add certain functionalities, sometimes you have to wipe anything that was before, any settings that existed before, to adjust for the new features. And they probably tried to be as compatible between the newer and the older version. And well, of course, it can't be a hundred percent clean. So they probably yeah, it's had. Ca it's it's kind of new math now. Yep. So there's probably that part, you know, this little incompatibility between before and now. So yeah, the best is start fresh, clean, clean up that that section of your settings, and and restart, and should be good. Yeah, Something somehow feels a little more solid about the new control paradigm too. Yeah, that's the impression I had when I first did a little. Yeah, I don't take off. And, I can't. Yeah, it was. It was not as. Uh, well, I don't want to say sensitive. That is literally what it is. It was not as extra responsive. Like, like I, it just felt smoother. It felt like the aircraft had more weight behind it. Yeah, it had, I don't know what they did, but yeah. like, I can't put my finger on it. But after reconfiguring my controls, like, it does feel like the plane handles a little bit more sharply. Not sensitivity wise, but like where I put it is where it wants to be, sort of. It's a little let, a little less molasses, and I don't know what what the difference is. Yeah, it's kind of right. hard to to figure out, but we do know the the end uh, result, so that's at least fixed, I guess, in a sense. Hey, uh, Mr. Cookie, uh, what height are you at? Are you at eleven thousand? Uh, it could be a little high. Yeah, um, I'm at yeah eleven thousand right now. Eleven thousand. I'm at forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, 4,500. Okay, oh. yeah. That, I mean, okay. Wow, 45,000. Yeah, yeah, I was... Like, do you have the Concord? No. You know, I've gone with the uh, traditional, let's just restart the sim. And I can't complain because I have been extremely lucky during all of these iterations. And, you know, oh, I can't update or I couldn't install. And I didn't have any of those issues. The only thing I ever had was a few fly-ins, I think, in the beginning... I had a crash to desktop with three of them, and then one single time for the VFR map. Otherwise, none of these issues. So, I've been kind of lucky, so I can't complain that I have to 
I'm going to try to restart and see if I can just click on you as a destination. Yeah, also I'm aware yeah, that myself there. Um, internet was right now, the stream may be a little weird. Uh, I do see a few drop frames, so uh, it'll just be patient. It'll, it'll uh, reconnect promptly. Also, I'm not the only one with internet weirdness. Um, Yasser1020 uh, in the Twitch chat said, Nice to listen to your voice on Discord and watching the stream to see you fly at the same time while the sim updates for me at 20 bits. 20 bits per second. Wow. That is extremely slow. I feel bad for you, man. <laughs> that is not enjoyable. For you, I have no weather option. What do you mean, no weather option? Like in when I click, like where it says weather and time, it's all grayed out. Can't choose live, can't choose preset, can't choose custom. Mm. I don't have any live. Uh... Like in is it in in game? You mean? Yeah, I'm loading back in, and I decided I would just click on you for set as departure. I don't have anybody, and I can't change the weather. I can't change the time. That feels a bit like if you were in a group, I believe. It could be like if the multiplayer yep. got messed up again, and yeah, you're oh, yeah. somewhat into a, into a group without being in a group. Yeah, yeah, won't. I, I won't think the, the multiplayer is having uh, a little bit of a few issues, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's just because everyone's flying tonight, which could be the case. I mean, Thursday night, uh, I think it could be something totally possible after an update. Uh, but you know, that is kind of weird. At the same time, <laughs> it is a new update, so I would expect certain things yeah. to show up. Um. And yeah. that's kind of interesting because I could talk about this right now. There is this um, this interaction between the players and the simulator and the expectations, which are three different things, honestly. Um, and at multiple points during the live Q&A, there's been mentions, uh, kinda, I would say more like little hidden messages. In a sense, what, what came out of it was sometimes people believe that a plane acts weirdly and they believe it is a bug, an issue, yeah. when it's actually just how the sim is supposed to perform. But people uh, yeah. treat it as a bug because it is it doesn't feel right. For example, an updraft. Having an updraft that is way too strong um, could have issues for some people. They think, well, this feels like a bug. This doesn't feel right. My plane's not supposed to be moving like this. Uh, so... Sadly, no. That's that's sometimes the bug. The, the the bugs are not necessarily what you believe they are. Yeah. And yeah, it's really too bad that when you read people giving their opinions about flight models, uh, you know how it is. Some people are real life pilots. They've actually flown the actual aircraft. Others are talking out of their butt because you know they've never actually flown a real aircraft, and you don't know. You don't know who you're listening to. Yeah, you, you have to. I, I, we had discussed it several times before in that because there's new technology and new systems and, and the way things are being um, dealt with in this new simulator, it, it was, it's a mix between, yeah, there's going to be bugs and things are going to need to be tweaked, sensitivities need to be changed, more physics and dynamics will alter over time. But the thing is, when you're when you're really dealing with something that's pretty new, it's you're stuck in the middle in the beginning because you've got it feels weird but does it feel weird because 
the physics are wrong completely, or does it feel weird because now you have new dynamics that never have really been modeled before and they feel strange or off because you've never flown in them before. So there's this bit of an unknown where I think we're going to need a lot of pilot input and hopefully get some manufacturer input as well so that as these dynamics are worked on and the model is updated, I think in the end, I don't think it's going to feel right to a huge number of people that have been flying, you know, one sim or the other for like 15 years. It's going to feel weird because those sims never modeled these new, like the air mass and those things that we've talked about before. So it's a learning curve for everybody. What does that really feel like? And we need people that have the, you know, the know-how and the experience to basically input some information to us and say, yeah, I know it. I know that the turbulence feels like it's off or that downdraft feels like it's too strong, but let me tell you from personal experience, I'm a pilot, I'm a test pilot, whatever, this is how this plane reacts in this kind of weather. It's and once sadly... we start... Yeah, once we start hearing from that, people can realize, wow, it isn't wrong. It's I'm not used to it because we are now closer to the way it should be. And I think that's and for me, I'm gonna maybe do a little bit of commentary here with you because I'm just having a server issue. So I don't see any live players. They're all players, but that's okay. I will I will expound and listen and, and I'll move from there. While yeah, I try I'd, to, I suggest you you try cycling through the servers and turning the multiplayer yeah. on and off from time to yeah. time. See if that fixes it. Um, but to add to your point, um, sadly people are so not used to certain of these things that they've even had to reduce the max amount of updraft that was possible in the simulator. There's some of those variables which right now they're keeping in a very conservative level to make sure that people don't believe it is a bug and have a tainted opinion of the simulator when it's behaving normally. So it's kind of sad to see this. At the same time, I know they will eventually change it because it's part of the things that Asobo knows and keeps in mind, probably on a list, and they say, well, in a few months, more people will understand how the flight sim is supposed to work, how people are supposed to be flying, and it will only improve um, for the best. As a result, more education on how flight behaviors are and how the specific plane behavior is will allow them to turn back on this for example the updraft uh you know 15 well, I hope, and so on I, yep i hope what they do is like when a sobo officially adds a glider not some add-on that adds it before the sim is ready for you know the kind of the gliders need those updrafts and downdrafts <laughs> um yeah so i hope uh I hope what happens is if you take a glider up in the air, it sets things closer to realistic. And But for people that are just flying light aircraft, that they don't want that degree of realism, it's, you know, they can set the turbulence to half of normal or a quarter or whatever. Um, right. You know, because be in a... a in a glider, you can you can be in a, in a thermal climbing at sometimes 2,000 feet a minute. Um, and you know we're not i'm not flying through anything like that in the cessna you know i'm not experiencing any kind of anything that indicates i've just flown through a stonker as they call them 
I got a little bit of a strange bug here. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the more they can allow you to have some control over your experience, like um, some people were saying, oh, they think the level of detail has gone down or other, they're having other issues. And I think the best idea is to implement, like you said, if, if some people don't like that level of realism because either it feels too weird or it's too difficult to deal with, then you know allow that to be something that you can select for your experience if your machine is having some performance issues maybe add a few levels in between low and ultra so that you can try with a slider so to speak maybe different gradations or extra gradations of um of how you want that experience to be and yeah and i would say for myself like a once I add gliders, I'll do both. But if I'm in a Cessna 152 manually flying it, I don't really want to fly through a big-ass a big ass thermal that's going to, you know, I've got it trimmed for a certain height. Maybe I'm flying IFR, so I have to stick to a certain height. And then you come into a thermal, and suddenly you're going up 500 feet a minute. Now you got to deal yeah. with that. So even, you know, I don't necessarily want to have to deal with that, even though it's realistic. Um, but in a glider, definitely, I want uh, varied thermals in strength and size, and of course the downdrafts that come with them, and ridge lift, of course, which I guess is already in here. Yeah, yeah, I had a. Um, I was flying in the mountains in a thunderstorm, and man, all of a sudden I was just going down like five hundred thousand feet per minute. Just down it went abruptly, and I was like, wow, the. But, of course, if you are in a severe thunderstorm, that is absolutely possible. So it's not something that's, you know, it's not something that's off, so to speak. So Well, I used to hang glide, and uh, if you look at the history of hang gliding, there have been pilots that they weren't respectful enough with, you know, with the clouds that were forming. Mm. And if you see thunderheads, like those billowing clouds that are, like, super yeah. tall... As a hang glider pilot and even maybe a light aviation pilot, you you don't fly under those. You can get sucked up in them, and you aren't coming out until it spits you out the side or the top. They've had pilots frozen solid in these things um, and, of course, died. Wow, that's... those things are nasty. Yeah. It's a bit of a shocker. Huh? Oh, you can, you can tuck the bar in a hang glider. Like, they'll fly, I don't know, 70, 80 miles an hour, the high-performance ones, when you're pull the bar into your knees but you can do that and you're you're still going up in those things it doesn't matter doesn't matter what you do well the moment all of this is possible in the simulator in good enough details for the simulation to be accurate uh that will be amazing for people to train on and oh yeah it's to, uh, i have a practice yeah, I to not to fly in those things yeah, yeah someone said they were look go ahead no, I was just saying I don't have a lot of experience in it. So for me, it would be a whole new, a whole new experience, which uh, that would be really fun. So hopefully they will do that someday. Someone was in a group flight the other day, and I guess people were watching on YouTube or Twitch, or and and they were in a hurricane. Like they, I guess they were using real weather, and there was a hurricane somewhere, and. I guess one of the viewers said, do you guys get scared when you fly into those things? <laughs> As if you... I wouldn't be surprised, though. 
if you fly into the... Yeah, that would be, uh... Well, you know, it's it's like you told me for Isle, sometimes you get into into so much into the simulator that you kind of believe you're into the plane, and yeah. you kind of become part of the simulation, right? So at some point, and, and you told me it felt the same way as yeah. if you were leaving a boat after a full day, uh, or even longer. Yeah, I was concentrating so hard because I got myself into a situation where I literally couldn't see anything surrounded by mountains, very bad turbulence, very bad rain. And I'm like, I just kept waiting to hit the mountain, even though I'm, I'm trying to use a synthetic vision. And I, matter of fact, you know what? I wasn't. That's right. This last time I was in a plane that didn't have it, I was using the VFR map with the topography turned on, the ISO lines to turned on so I could see, can I get my way out of this canyon that I'm in, in Alaska? And the mountains were just right on edge. So after an hour of like, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to crash. I'm going to, any second, the mountain's coming out of this cloud, I'm just going to crash. And after an hour, when I shut it off, after I survived, I was like, I feel like I'm moving. You were, I was concentrating so hard that it, it just sort of swallowed me up. And that's the kind of i don't know it's it's something the suspension of disbelief yeah, you suddenly get caught up in what you're doing and it's just the immersion in that moment is complete everything else is shut out you don't realize what room you're in and i was just concentrating so hard because I, what i kept saying to myself is imagine if in the beginning i was like imagine if this was real what would you do what this is how people you know come to a bad end in IMC and it's why it's the the number one killer of GA pilots around the world is flying from VFR into IMC condition and there's a lot of good people on YouTube and, and there's a lot of good uh, pilots and programs trying to educate people how to a of course avoid that situation but if you find yourself in it how to maximize your chances of getting out of it successfully and I kind of just got lost in that and it it works when you go through that suspension of disbelief. It can really, really work depending on what kind of flying you're doing. So I notice you guys have come down on altitude. What I what altitude are you deciding on? Because I went up to eleven grand, and now I see you're lower than me. Yeah, I descended a bit to eight thousand five hundred currently. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of because of the clouds back then. Now I'm just above the clouds here. Um, it's also because I'm slowing down. Oh, we don't because... have to be too high anyway. You can see better Yeah, I keep detail. slowing down so you guys can catch up. Currently 130 knots. Uh, so that way you guys can, can catch up a bit. And I'm By the way, um, speaking of flying in dodgy conditions, was it in this group that someone mentioned recommended the Missionary Bush Pilot channel uh, on YouTube? I think it probably would have been me. Uh, so I've been watching him for a little while. I just Indeed. lost about half you guys. Um, flying in new yeah i lost everyone um yeah this is definitely yeah there's probably way too many people right now honestly. yeah i've lost uh yeah um in case it helps um about five minutes ago i was right behind you as you saw and your plane was like jerking forward and jerking back i think the servers are just overloaded right now it may be yeah I, i'm flying again i just took off from alice spring so i'm not going to catch up but i'm going to try to hey slew yeah, oh. just slew mode. Yeah, my slew has been a bit uh, psychotic as well. I'll give it a try though. 
There, there's no shame well, in it. When, when so I don't, once uh, Candy click on the flight plan, if he loads the flight plan, Candy I'm click on live players. That's the problem. When I tried to click on somebody as a destination, there are no live players anywhere in no, the No, I mean, if, if you go back to the world map, load the flight plan, you'll see the flight plan. And I, I would imagine you can click on one of the waypoints and start from that. Mm. I never actually tested that, but if you try, we're between SV004 and waypoint 4. Okay. Yeah, I think, you, I think you're right, though. I think there's some overloading and stuff, because even, there must even be. some the cloud quality for me is different. It's lower, even though I just checked and it's on ultra, and it's definitely not ultra what I'm seeing. So I'm having a feeling that maybe it's a server-side server issue, because I, I don't have any players at all even in london there were just there was nobody i just happened to look to go over to see how many people were at heathrow and it had no one so i'm like okay and i tried i've different... uh, i've descended to 8500 what throttle setting are you using uh, flying cookie i'm on 43 percent right now approximately like honestly i'm not that uh 40 percent according to the sim Honestly, I, I think we should just try switching to, uh, <laughs> to some Asian servers like East Asia, probably. Cause, uh, I mean, I'm down. There's a ping <laughs> yeah. of 229, but honestly, if we can see each other, I think that's all that matters, even if we yeah. slide in or out a bit. Uh, it really hasn't. I mean, there's been no issues when I've had group flights on that server. I've had about four or five of them for two hours. and didn't. I don't remember anyone saying, you guys have disappeared. The only time it's ever happened for me, well, a couple of the, the big community fly-ins that Microsoft did, um, I think I had like three issues. And then a couple of times uh, I wouldn't see anybody for maybe a second once in a while. But this is the first time I've experienced where I don't have any. Um, I, I just lost everybody. So I'm on board to try a different server if you want. Sure. Let's, let's try it anyway. Let's see. Yep. So I currently switched to... Um... Southeast Asia here with a ping of 240 millisecond, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's you can you you, you got to exit the cockpit, you got to go back to the main menu, don't you? To switch, no, 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 no. Just, just hit escape, escape, yep. Which I wish in a way that we were able to go back to the world map without having to reload know. every time if the whole thing, yes. No flight in. I, I see pre suffix and STW on uh, East Asia. I see pre suffix. Uh, oh, I've, I see everybody. Actually. I've switched, but um, on. maybe I'm ahead of everyone. I don't know. I somehow got like 20 miles ahead of everybody. I don't know how. So Yeah, bug zebra. But I see everybody, so I think we're okay. Yay. Yeah, I see you, bug, uh, bogged zebra. And Ingo plane to my oh, nice. right. Yeah. yeah, I got you all. Well, I got the ones that are out front with me anyway. Yeah, this is working. Yeah, it seems like uh, we got everyone back. Yay, finally. Wow, that was a weird one. If I can slew yeah. up to you all, I might be able to. Let me get myself. L let's hope it lasts. Yeah. <laughs> I can if actually... someone's restarting their flight, Kings Creek Airport. We're just—I'm just flying over it right now. See if someone's if someone's restarting their flight, Kings Creek Airport. Kings Creek. 
see here. Thanks for that. Meanwhile, let's actually continue through um, sure. the big notes that we had with the Q&A uh, live stream that we had yesterday because we had a few other very interesting details that came up. Um, well, of course, for those who were screaming in voice chat all the time, uh, <laughs> the Xbox version is not here yet. I know a lot of people have been asking about this, and on the live stream, we've even had to actually ban the word because of how many people kept asking, and the same answer was always given. So, uh, <laughs> the Xbox version, there's no details on that yet. Uh, the only thing that we could say could be close to that could be how um, VR that's being developed right now with um, Windows Mixed Reality will work for PC and Xbox. That's a cool factor. I don't know. For those who will yeah. have the next generation Xbox, if you're interested in VR and just want a simple experience, I guess Xbox VR will be the way. Are you? Did you just say the Series X is going to support VR? Um, the next gen console. So, yeah, Series X. Wow. That's going to cut into uh, graphic card sales. A lot of people are just going to get that instead of upgrading their PC, I would imagine. Well, yeah, actually, we, we could start talking about that because NVIDIA and AMD both got their GPU lineups out, uh, which kind of is already a big deal uh, with the pricing and the performance that we're getting for the same price. So those who are looking to a, a GPU, look no further below a 2080 Ti because you're going to spend way much more for your money. Um, what we're looking at right now is the... So th there's still a lot of benchmarks that need to come out. So for AMD, the big reveal was was only Wednesday, so yesterday. So we don't have any of the actual reviews from TechTubers and websites. Uh, so those are probably coming up in the next few days. Uh, most of the availability is going to be in November regardless. Um but if you're looking for um, a GPU, November, December is when you're probably going to spend that money. So keep an eye out for this. Uh, but the GPUs are in competition with the consoles at this point, um, which is a negative for NVIDIA, but still a benefit to AMD at some point, because AMD, of course, takes care of the GPUs from their Radeon lineup, as well as the Xbox and the PlayStation both for the CPU and GPU. So they're in a really good position right now because they're getting your money regardless, uh, which is already a very, very strong factor um, in their company. Oh, uh, so the Series X, it's it's uh, it's going to have an AMD CPU and yeah. GPU? Is that what you said? It does, yeah, exactly. Which, think of it, is an amazing thing because everything's going to be already kind of pre-optimized for you. So... If you have a game that's been ported console to PC later on, it'll already have all those AMD optimizations. So those who have an AMD system, computer, and an Xbox or a PlayStation can only benefit from this. The uh, Xbox basically has a 3700X in it, if I remember right. Yeah, well, it's more of a custom because there's extra hardware and software, but roughly, yes. It is, but it's, it, it's 8, and I think it has hyper-threading. Of course, of course, it has hyperthreading. If if uh, if a console doesn't have hyperthreading, <laughs> it cannot be next gen for this. Well, it won't even be last gen, honestly. Yeah, because it's been a while since. But if they can optimize for the Xbox, that means we can expect probably at least eight core optimization in the DX12 release. Yes, uh, well, the DX12.5, aka DirectX12 Ultimate. 
yes, that will that will be part of it. Uh, that's some that's of the right. things why DX12 itself is currently being continually worked on with things like software ray tracing, which is the usual method, but it's finally part of the API. So it is finally being mainstreamed on games and consoles, which is was what expected to begin with. So that's that's a lot. It's of It's funny how stuff. we. Uh, yep, it's ahead. funny how we adjust to the. We adjust to things so quickly. Like before, I didn't get excited when I saw the reveal for this last September, like in 2019, because I was highly skeptical that it was going to run on any kind of normal gamer's system. And then it came out, and it does, and I'm you know amazed by it. But here we we want more. We want more frame rates. <laughs> we're all we're all amazed by the frame rate we get already. But we want more. We always want more. And we're chasing a we're chasing an ideal that that seems to shift. But you know that's also part part of the shift is from the actual uh, the manufacturers as well because after all they have to dangle the carrot in front of us. And once we have our 2080s now you get the 3080 or you have to have the 6900 xt from from amd that's coming out and so it's it's a little bit of a a horse and carrot kind of a game but i kind of judge it based on what kind of experience i'm actually having and if the experience i'm actually having is you know stutter free that it looks good and it's running well then I don't necessarily covet, oh, well, now the 3090 is out, so I absolutely have to run and go get one, but I don't. Because for right now, my 2080 Ti is doing good, and, and things look good, and and as this develops over the course of the next year or so, great many bugs and great many features that people want it will be implemented in. So yeah, I've got a, right away, so I'm just behind you now. So. I've got a mid-level msi gaming laptop it's got a 1660 ti with proper fans in it so it's some sort of a hybrid between a onboard video and a dedicated graphics card and i'm i'm running on high settings um 20 frames a second but i have no issue with that i can land i don't even notice it unless i look at the frame rate counter it's not an issue with me so you know, you know, honestly, like the GPUs have increased so much that now we can talk about, you know, generation to generation. We've seen pretty huge improvements. I'm on a, on a GTX 970, but if you look at the RTX 3070, it's pretty much double the performance of what I have right now, which is really good because they're trying to to keep the prices um, at a relatively good price between what we're willing to pay and what they're willing the price to go as far above as possible um if, if we're looking at it because we know that nvidia's gpus have been uh, sadly in a quite a lack of, of quantity they've been holding on their gpus uh there's been a lack of quantities in production like barely anyone has been able to get their hands on a 3080 or 3090 if they wanted to um and sadly that made the price skyrocket that's a pretty darn good strategy if you want to keep those prices up that's that's what they did essentially is even if you have an msrp that is low they they were able to bring the prices up with a very low supply and now that amd arrived with gpus that are very well positioned to always be a little more performant than the the competition at a little smaller price even 50 bucks um 
is very impressive. Not only because AMD mindshare wise has always been behind because people don't always think of AMD as a GPU leader because they decided not to go into the high-end GPU space last generation, which is why the 2080 Ti was so expensive. It kind of brought back this competition that we're seeing now. And I know it's it's a slow and gradual change, but AMD has TSMC behind, which manufactures all the chips. And these guys have a lot of capacity. So that seven nanometer node is a big advantage for AMD and that's being pushed out. So what I'm seeing is in November, December, we're gonna have a lot of AMD cards that are gonna go on the market. And those cards you're gonna be able to buy within the first hour of release if you want to. I don't believe there's gonna be a shortage as much as the RTX cards. That will allow people to actually get a card if they want it. That's gonna be a big advantage for AMD this time around because Nvidia is not able to give the chips that people want. At the same time, not even going to mention what's happening with the AIBs and the def like the, the different branded cards that you can get from ASUS, MSI, Gigabyte, and so on. Uh, these guys are also behind because NVIDIA wanted to put the Founders Edition really in front for a long time. Uh, so another thing that's really not helping. And on top of this, NVIDIA will now have to adjust uh, its GPUs because AMDs came right in the middle and really segmented it even better so they're going to have to probably add new cards to to adjust the same way they did last time with the super branding which is why we got 2070 super and then the normal the super and then a ti because they needed to segment the market differently after amd's uh, gpus got released so that's going to happen that's going to take time nvidia may have shortages until q1 2021 so for those interested in GPUs, keep an eye out for both of those things. I do not want to make any recommendations yet because we don't have any benchmark numbers, but it does seem like we're going to have some pretty good advantages uh, from AMD at 1440p. Uh, they might also be holding about 4K pretty well. Uh, honestly, I think we're getting a really good deal regardless. There's finally competition back. It's finally moving. And hey, what better than the more competition that means prices are going to go down as well a little yeah. bit yeah and from the I mean, 2000 series yeah yeah man honestly the 2000 series was <laughs> a sad moment because you know 10 years ago gpus were 200 300 bucks max they were not that expensive and that was for high end i remember in like 2006 when the 8800 ultra was like 700 dollars, and people lost their minds at how expensive it was yeah man oh. now that's like considered normal well i remember back around 2000 before there were um when 3d cards were added on to 2d cards you still had 2d cards in your system i paid 400 US, 500 Canadian for a 3D FX Voodoo 2. Wow. Oh, and, and, and that's Voodoo like cards. 750 $800 today. Um, yeah, my first GPU was a Voodoo 3. And I think that was their first one that was 2D and 3D combined. Yeah, that's the very beginnings of GPUs. Of course, now today, yeah. the, the market value for those is much lesser. Um, but it takes about 10 years for a card to really drop below a hundred bucks 
honestly, if like a card from 2015, 2014 is still around 150, 200 dollars at least, and you know with the the mining craze that's been going on and all that stuff, there's been so many things happening at once that those prices have stayed up even though they should have gone down a lot. So hopefully in the future we're going to see those prices slowly decrease. I know it's never going to go at the same levels that they were before where you could buy a mid-range for $150, $200 and a really high end for about $350. Um, and, and remind you, the the NVIDIA 80s uh, series, so the 1080, 2080, 3080, that is supposed to be their mid-range ship. That is not supposed to be the high end. So it, it, it's always interesting to see how the marketing also evolves around around all of this. It's kind of interesting, honestly, just to follow. So in a sense, we could link that back to the sim by saying, you know, we didn't see many improvements with the, the 3070 and 3080 for the simulator for us. Maybe a few improvements, but not the amount of FPS we'd like to see to invest in a new GPU. I want to see what comes up with uh, AMD because they got a lot of performance increase by reducing the memory bottleneck and bandwidth. That could be something that could help the sim. I've yet to figure that out, and I really want to see the benchmark for those uh, coming up in the future. That would be really cool. I think I think the real divisor between the two is going to come down to content creators because Radeon may very well take this entire generation. The only thing they don't have is the CUDA and Tensor cores that uh, like After Effects and Blender and stuff like that uses. But for games. I don't know. I'm getting skeptical about NVIDIA compared to AMD at the moment. Um, I think there's another point that people might be missing is the software sack. Because the yeah. software has gotten more and more a technique to, to really not only improve the performance, but also kind of advertise and market it. Like, yeah. NVIDIA broadcast is really just a marketing. It's anything anyone could really use it it doesn't need an nvidia gpu to really make everything amazing and, and so on like even zoom can create a background for you so there's nothing new on that side but having things like dlss which is you know pretty much super sampling and a lot of other techniques that have been made to reduce the load on the gpu while keeping the same amount of frame rates or more frame rates is a big thing that nvidia has and they've been working on it for quite a few years now two three years at the very least um, we're on the second iteration of dlss where the third iteration will really be much better amd's working on that they've been very quiet yet because it looks like it's not complete it's still a beta work beta and works and it's not ready yet but they're working towards it the Driver fiasco that happened, I think it was in January, time flies then, uh, with the the uh, the drivers having issues, crashes, uh, black screens, and so on. Those were a mix of driver issues and actual hardware issues. There was a hardware bug that they couldn't really fix. So they tried making it as good as possible, but that had a big, like... I would say a big, like it really did hurt, like a big impact on the reputation around AMD's GPUs, software rights. Like everyone's saying the drivers really are bad 
with AMD. That's kind of the words that stayed. So now they're really working towards making sure that the software is really the best it can be. Because if it is not, that's going to push them down. So that reputation from the last generation could be a negative thing for AMD uh, in the long term. So the software right now is what they're mostly working on. Because the hardware has been figured out for a few months. It's been validated. It's been tested. They've done through their quality samples. Uh, and they've done their revisions. That's mostly done. TSMC is now producing those chips as quickly as possible. So what's left is the software. How do you create so quickly a version of DLSS that is open source? Because that's what AMD is going for. So eventually also be able to be run on Linux for those that are interested. I just want to ask so something on. here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, to our, I guess our 10 o'clock, there's a rock on the horizon. That's not Ayer's rock, is it? Yes. Yes, it's Uluru. Yeah, it's the Ayers Rock. That's the uh, at the end of our our flight plan here. We will uh, be circling around Uluru, and then we will land at Ayers Rock Airport. Actually, but yes, that is what you're, is what you're even saying. Even land close to that lake down there. I would kind of want to see that a little closer down there. Oh, that'd be neat. Yeah, you could do like a little quickie Quick stole. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Quick now that I finally. Got everybody back. You know what? I wanted to say something cookie about the AMD and the software. If I'm not mistaken, didn't AMD purchase the company called ATI? Because I used to get video cards from them yes. a yeah. long like Like and, a decade ago, they did. Yeah. Right. They're the and same you know, company now. And you know what was weird is I had those cards, and I'm because I love AMD, so I'm not slagging them off. I had driver issues out my mind with ATI cards, but ATI cards were a little bit more affordable and the memory was comparable to what goal i was trying to achieve based on my budget so i think that some of the software issues it even could be a legacy from from that era that they've had a little bit of a an issue there and i think some of that reputation stuck and i think you're correct that they're really working on trying to you know get that part of the argument out well, yeah, and helps. um, I I brought up earlier that um, like right now in like the rendering uh, and, and 3D go. world. Oh, check, sorry. Check your microphone. Yeah, oh, you got a little bit. Out? Okay, I'll I'll yeah. leave for now. Give me a second. Just jump you back in. Start that. That would help because I yeah. thought it was Discord at first, but it's clearly not. Discord. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, ATI and actually MD bought uh, Xilinx now, which is another uh chip designer um and i think they also manufacture but these guys are also really good in in other types of little chips um and i'm pretty sure amd is going for that for fixed function hardware uh for specific chips that will go and do specific purpose uh tasks the same way we could say nvidia has uh nvidia encode like their nvidia's encoding uh, <clears throat> chips are considered really darn good uh and it takes off the load from um, from the GPU. So that little chip that's added on the motherboard of the GPU can take care of all the encoding. That way the GPU can be fully used for the game instead of having to encode the stream to be then sent to YouTube or Twitch or something. And they've really worked a lot to make sure that was a key uh, factor in the 1660 Ti. And so that uh, series as well as the 20 series. So, and 
of course, it moved on as well to the 30 series. But those are part of the things that have been pretty significant in chip quality. And I'm pretty sure AMD's trying to regain uh, a lead here by buying some of these people. Um, yeah. Also, guys, it's starting to descending. I want to be able to to land down there on those very red uh, sides of the lake. It's kind of cool. I want to see a little... We're gonna do a little landing, you know. Let's let's see who can land down there um, without bouncing too much. Oh. I feel like we're we're a little stiff from flying. I want to see how you guys do. A little bit over speed there for a change. Wow. I'm just happy to see everybody in front of me. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a long, long uh, chase down the road there, but I think I finally uh, got it. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, I probably I'm trying should to, be pitching down. What is that white strip up ahead? Is it is it an airstrip? Because I can't really see any tags for an airport, so I'm just curious if... Uh, I disabled any tags for airports, but you're probably looking at some type of sand. Could be. I might try to land on it. Okay, I think I'm back. Hey. Yay. Yeah, so you were mentioning ATI. And... Oh, yeah. Mentioning how ATI in the long term kind of hurt the reputation of drivers. And honestly, I believe there may have been that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was a real, it was a real struggle back in the nineties. The cards were great prices. Big mix of issues, not just from, from ATI, which got later bought by AMD, but also Nvidia, they, they had their, their time, even with Fermi, for example, uh, you know, cards, which could, were essentially used as cookers, right? You could cook food with those. Um, and they also had fiasco with other cards that blew up, literally. So every, every manufacturer has its own uh, flaws with certain GPUs. Um, but that's mostly a thing of the past. Now now they're, they're really working on making sure those things don't happen. And because the process is even more complicated, it is more difficult for them to make sure they get their quality assurance. Hey. Nice. And all I was going to say um, earlier, I was yep. about to talk, if my mic is working, um, I was going to talk about, because um, I had mentioned like CUDA and Tensor Cores and how like the yes. uh, AV industry is kind of relying on them. Adobe and Blender and all these other things like really take advantage of those things that are all like NVIDIA things. But a couple years ago, uh, Radeon, or sorry, ATI um, made Radeon Pro Render which was like an alternate render that was like, it was basically a renderer that was entirely based around CUDA's own sort of OpenCL system. And they've been actively investing money into trying to get their own version of kind of CUDA like off the ground. So, and that was only a couple of years ago and they've made a lot of progress in that with like That's open source difficult. rendering and things like that. Yeah, especially when you go with rendering engines and all of this. The more control you can have over an engine, yes, uh, it's always the best. Sadly, it is very difficult um, because NVIDIA also has the financial power behind to be able to fund uh, developers. Uh, that's what they did with the RTX when they had to launch ray tracing. With the 2000 series, they had to go to studios and say, hey guys, we want to help you guys. We want to have ray tracing in your products which essentially are games. And part of those, you know, 
is developer time and effort. So they were funding those. They're saying, okay, we're willing to get you guys uh, time and effort and have people teach you and be with you and support and help. And part of that was ray tracing. And there were probably a few more, including DLSS, because that is still game specific. Um, so part of that was that financial power to say, I can help you guys. I can give you money so you can take more time and make sure it's done great the first time instead of having issues. And that way they could have more developers work on it. That's how they were able to really start some of the features so that by the time it wasn't a, a, an industry standard, it was already started properly. It, you know, it's like an engine. Sometimes you need to to give it a little boost to start. That's what they needed. Um, AMD may have different strategies and approaches, especially with Linux and being open source. They're really trying to keep open to this. And that is two big communities that are standing behind because that's how people can create Hackintosh, which is a Macintosh, but with non-Apple hardware. This, that's how a lot of those little hobbies can be created. And part of that, is crucial for a lot of people. How can you have a GPU on Linux and play games, which is possible on Linux, and it's it's being worked on more than you think by Steam. Um, it is being worked on a lot, and GPUs from NVIDIA's are still sadly behind a wall because they're saying we're not open source. We're not going to show you guys the drivers is proprietary. As a result, it is much harder to get your uh, NVIDIA GPU to work properly in Linux, for example. So a lot of these things are, you know, we, we can have this market, you guys have this market, and you try to compete. Um, and feature-wise, of course, it's very difficult to, to have perfect equivalents uh, and also be different. Because, of course, there's patents in the way and so on and so on. I've seen you guys are starting to land. And, wow, I actually want to go to to Australia one I'm time. doing cross country on land right now. Yeah. I kind of want to see if it's really looking like this because uh, I would just take like a little seat. Just enjoy Very my vivid. Time looking at this lake. Oh, yeah. Very vivid. That's part of the reason why I tried to get this body of water in here. I was like, wow, the, the colorations are. Yeah, that's Lake Amadeus, by the way. <laughs> so if you're a fan of Mozart, you know, you could have you fun. Yeah. This is a cool place. I hope to get here someday. How does this tie in to Amadeus? Uh, that's the name of the lake. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> it's quite specific, honestly. Yeah. Oh, well. Did someone bring drinks? <laughs> yeah. It looks nice. like a nice place. Yeah. Good place to have a picnic. Better bring an umbrella, though. You're going to roast under also, that thing, right? Yeah. Oh, man. No, the umbrella is going to just burn, and you're going to be under there. It's also a good opportunity for you, the rest of you guys to catch up a bit, because I know there's a few CTDs that happened uh, recently. I saw that, so uh, sorry for you guys. <laughs> By the way, uh, in the beginning, I was on autopilot a lot, but now having flown with the sticks, the controls do seem less less jittery. Like even though I didn't really have issues before with the sensitivity slider where I had it set, yeah. it just seems a lot smoother now yeah Honestly, it's like the or yeah it's like they've i don't know how to describe it it's almost like they've added another level of input that a more finer ability to adjust because 
the inputs that I'm making are just very smooth. Like I said earlier, um, it almost feels like the weight of the aircraft is different. Like it's uh, more substantial, but in a control, a more controllable way, sort of. I don't know if that's. Yeah, it's really hard to put your finger on because yeah. I feel the same thing. It's like my controls are more concise, but I don't know what they did. Well, it's at a level that I think I could increase sensitivity and, and uh, you know, get away with it. Whereas I, I couldn't have before this update, I wouldn't have increased my sensitivity. That was weird. I just spawned into the water. Uh-oh. Okay. <clears throat> wow, the color of this water is unreal. Like it's pink and orange and wow. Really cool. Do you guys know by any chance if they fix the Airbus A320 autopilot? Um, I know some bugs still remain. For example, okay. the switch from knots to uh, to mock, that is still not fixed. I've had that issue for a long time. Um, but the autopilot itself, I'm not sure, honestly. I'm pretty... I wouldn't be confident in saying they fix absolutely everything autopilot, but I know that for a fact there is some autopilot stuff that did get fixed. So right. I guess try again and take a look. Yeah, for sure. I, I know it's a little sad to say, like, try again and take a look, because I wish I had a clear answer, but... No, yeah, no I, think it's a work, I think it's a work in progress. It's, it is like a I big said work in progress. So many times before, it's, it's so not uncommon to have these kind of difficulties when you've just sort of newly started up again and um, it's part of the learning curve that uh, you're going to go through and that's why some people even though it, it probably worries some people who maybe are not as into the sim for as long as some other people that they're saying oh just can you imagine what it's going to be like in a year or imagine what it's going to be like in two and some people are thinking well I waited all year from the updates and you know the the Seattle event, and but they have to realize that it's very complex, and it will probably be a much much better sim nine months from now than than if you remember back to Christmas, what it's like for Christmas and what it's like in the summer to come. It's going to be yeah. greatly evolved oh, and improved man. and more stable. And can't wait for <clears throat> you. You know what else too? Though Cookie and I have discussed it before, and I really think it's a it's at least a potentially valid, valid argument is that, you know, they're working on a lot of things. They're trying to give us updates and patches left and right. They're trying to figure out what the bugs are. They're also working on the Xbox version. They're trying to deal with, you know, implementing VR and they're trying to do the direct X 12. So they've got a lot of, they got a lot of areas that they, they kind of have to work simultaneously. And I think, let's take yeah, one guys. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I think that once um, I think once some of those things are completed, let's say the Xbox version is out, we know DirectX DirectX 12 will be, you know, out as well around the same time. So I think that when there's less division of resources due to scheduling and and, and other requirements, I think that we're gonna see more substantial or more successful updates and patches that uh, will be coming forward. 
It's just a little bit of time to get through this, this, this crunch. And I think that, you know, the dreaded virus thing there has, um, has impacted not, yeah, it hasn't done us any service by, you know, it's caused delays. There's a lot of proofs into that as well, right? We've had a lot of video games that have been delayed due to COVID. Um, but the Q and a told us that they're hiring now, like they're, they're still hiring. The, the, the team is still growing. Even if you'd think that most of the work is done now, it's more the opposite. They're barely done halfway through right now. They they still have a lot of work ahead of time. So I would hope, you know, in the future for them to continue the way they're doing it right now because they do have a lot of, uh, they're really positive about it, honestly. They're really trying. Yeah, they they don't seem to be troubled by it. They seem to, they know their schedule. They know, you know, they're on all of the forums. They're at Reddit, at Discord, Avsim. They're they're reading. They're listening. They're paying attention. So I think they're confident. And it's us that is maybe not as confident, or maybe we're just we don't know yet what we're actually going to get in the end. But um, I think it's it's a positive step that they're continuing continuing to give us so much information, and because of that. I think we have a reason to take something positive from it to, you know, realize that they're not abandoning us. They're not thinking, oh, this is satisfactory enough and we're just going to, you know, go our separate ways now. And yeah, there's a they're true doing drive that. in the background to make sure the sim is good. And you can see even on, on the Q&A live stream themselves with all those, um, all those flight simulator products from the past, it's pretty clear that some of these guys are just like us. They've been flying for a long time and they, they just enjoy flight simulation. So the fact that they can even work on it for them is already amazing. And even more, they're giving it to us. So it's it's really a lot of, of fun to see developers <clears throat> themselves being hyped about it. And, yeah. you know, one of the last questions that was asked is, what do you guys think will be worked on you know in the next year what what do you think is coming up you know like one year from now vision for the different features you expect and so on and so on and so some of these answers that came out included you know we're going to see around five world updates we're going to see over 200 third-party airports tons of planes uh, more planes coming from Asobo. Um, they did not say more than that <laughs> Uh, so soon. Yeah, they want to leave a few things to. Of course, new capabilities, you know. features. Hel- helicopters, maybe. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's that's definitely coming in. But they also Slider. said, you know, more specifically, new features to make the sim more engaging. And yeah, that. That's yeah. interesting because you know, the more engaging, more things to do, kind of sounds like that career mode that was. And that uh, in the in the feedback snapshot a while back, that just stuck around, and they did consider well, every other thing that was on the list. So maybe it's just in the background. You know, there was that the first uh, Q and A, uh, Jurg had answered somewhat definitively that you know we're not really looking at a career mode kind of a situation right now there's third parties that can then take that up because we're serious and we want to make sure i think he was appealing again reassuring the 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 real core community that it was a simulator before a game but i think so many people have spoken and said you know what it would be 
interesting to have the option, of course, nothing mandatory, but to have the option to be able to um, have a career or some kind of objective. And you, you have to think it makes a lot of sense because you've got the Xbox folks coming in and they're used to a kind of at least some level of structure, at least maybe a goal or, a, yes, or some, uh, yeah, something that kind of, it can guide them while still yes. being open. And I think they want to be able to help those people transition into a new kind of entertainment here, which could end up being something much more than entertainment. So while not scaring us off into thinking they're turning it into an Xbox game, that I think they have seen that a lot of people do want it. And I think enough elements for Xbox say, yeah, we need to implement this in order to ease the transition over to this style and of, at the um, same time, the Xbox version we have figured out a few weeks ago is pretty darn close to the PC version. So right. what's getting on the Xbox, except for Xbox-specific things, like having more work for um, optimization so that people don't need to have like a keyboard with them all the time, uh, or still have one, or reduce the use of a mouse, for example, and so on. Uh, things that apart from those things that are very specific to making interaction with an Xbox work, uh, most of that stuff is going to be the same, you know? And how about, how about the, so uh, like honeycomb honeycomb yeah, is actually peripherals compatible with the Xbox. So we've got peripheral makers that formerly would have just been, you know, dealing with the PC are also inspired now to say, Hey, we want to make our stuff compatible as well. They're trying to broaden the audience and, as long as they do that without forgetting their core audience, I think they will succeed. But yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah, if you look at that, you can just tell that there's there's a new way of lo of looking at the future. Yeah, and actually, there's more stuff. You know, they said by then Xbox version would be out, VR would be out, the flight model model would be fully multi-threaded. Um, they were working on more feedback with the development uh, on the flight model. The accuracy of the simulation would increase. Uh, also, things about the flight model, you know, how we mentioned earlier that that was blamed uh, to be bugs with like turbulences, people believing those were bugs and, and things like this. Um, so they they believe that when that happens at that moment, uh, a year from now, they would be able to bring back some of the settings that they lowered now to make some of those sadly but realistic updrafts and turbulence reduced so essentially they're reducing the possibilities of updrafts and turbulence at the moment because pe too many people believe they're bugs and those are being reported constantly so they're reducing the maximum potential of those updrafts they're not completely removing them but you know instead of having a strong updraft that could bring you you know 50 knots up to 10,000 feet and, and have strong winds like this, they're going to minimize it a bit so that you can still have those updrafts. They just won't be I wish they would make that. I wish they would let that be a choice for well, the simmer. At this point, Leave it as real as you can get it, but if people can't deal with it, I, again, though, it's, the, it's like you said, there's that transition, and I think they're trying to find that, that middle ground that difficult. they don't scare anybody off. But, and I think maybe way, eventually it will become customizable. The but only in way the beginning, they would customize this would be through the flight model, even though 
you know, it's not something that should be easy to modify for like through a user interface. It's so many little factors. Some are impacted by weather and so on. I don't think it would be just modifying one variable like this. I think there would be a lot more work associated with that. But if they really wanted to make it a feature, they would do it in the future. Yeah. Um, me, I, I'd rather have the more realistic turbulence and updrafts and learn how to either combat it or avoid it and improve my my techniques and my knowledge than to say, you know what, this might be too complicated or it might be, you know, too much for, for people to deal with. So we're just going to kind of scale it or dumb it down or scale it back. So I'm hoping that after this initial push that integrates these two very diverse groups of people uh, and two very diverse ways of, of you know, enjoying what you're doing that maybe there will be some kind of adaptability to allow you to kind of like the way that you can choose between you know hard medium and easy or true to life or whatever you want to set your settings at go from legacy model to this model maybe there will be a way eventually that they can for those that are skilled and, and they know what they're doing to incorporate that and because it's a challenge and it would help also it adds life to the sim because then if you know that that exists, you have something to aim for if that is your goal. You know, to say, you know, I want to get it, I want to get as close to the real world as I can get and see how I perform. And maybe I don't perform so great. So I have, I have this extended goal to look forward to. So I'm just hoping that eventually they will allow the, that skill. The, the coloring on this rock we're approaching is pretty cool. <laughs> Amazing. The red see, has red dust on top. If you see the real world photos, it's it is this very distinct color. Matter of fact, let me see. I got a few facts about it that we can that we can discuss. It's I'm actually I'm not even talking about Ayers Rock or whatever. It's this no, just, uh, on our waypoint here before uh, we turn. Peterson, I think there's a there's an airstrip or something down around there, if I'm not mistaken. Either way, it's all it's all close to, you know, roughly the same geography. But it is amazing looking. It's certainly, you certainly know that you're here because where do you see anything that looks like this? I mean, it's it's so distinct that you can't mistake yourself for being in like New Mexico, because despite New well, Mexico, there's a there's a mod for Monument Valley. It, it renders the those rocks realistically but then the surrounding terrain looks like bleh <laughs> well yeah they, they need the coloration that we have here over there yeah. yeah a little bit orange i thought about that when you said that i'm like well it does have a little bit of an orange reddish tint but nothing like this though this is extremely uh vibrant oh yeah just looking straight down i mean i don't you don't see that anywhere else no, not the same way. Like when we do our flight in Namibia, we did have quite a color palette that was close to this in the reds. We also had a lot of greens and blues. And yeah. That was a really nice mix as well. But it's not the same geography nor the same way we see those different colors. They were more through like old waterbeds, as this is. I, I don't even know how to describe this. It's just... <laughs> Very different, but in a nice way. 
Now you see why I picked it. <laughs> yeah, you picked really well. I tried. I tried. I, I I will confess. Sometimes I'm picking places that I want to go that I haven't, or with a couple that I have planned, they are actually places that I have been that I could compare in the sim. But this is one of them that I have not been, and uh, I made a joke to somebody. I said, you know, 23 and me has found some cousins in some really great parts of the world. Now, granted, they're distant cousins, but I'm thinking, you know what? What better excuse to say, hey, cousin, I've arrived. <laughs> Give me an excuse to go to New Zealand. I've got cousins. I've got a cousins in Australia. Let's go visit. Yeah, that would be lots of fun, honestly. Super unique. Yeah. And there's like rocks on that level, uh, that, that waypoint SV006, which is 12 o'clock if you're following that point. Um and then you have the big rock down there to the west, which is so it's kind of weird how those just those rocks down there. The the Maybe other one down there it kind of looks just like an asteroid fell and boom. <laughs> you, just landed. You can have a three story building next to it and things still be. Spaceship has landed. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Right. So glad the server is working well for us. Oh my God, such a. Thank yeah. you for the suggestion. Save the day. Oop. Can you say overspeed? I don't know if you can hear that, but... Nope. Good. You're safe. <laughs> Going a little, bit, a little bit too fast, but I was trying not to fall too far behind everybody, so I descended and did a little overspeed there, but that's all right. Those rocks are What's this other rock formation called? The one... Right in front of us? That Do is we know? the Katajuta. Quite specific. Oof. 1,066 meters. Pretty oh, amazing. Rocks. It is really a rock formation, though, because it's just tons of little spikes. <laughs> and you know what's funny is the, the, just the coloration of the ground here. It just evokes the heat, doesn't it? You just look down and think, God, it must be hot here. Oh, you yeah. know? Well, I mean, for us, just so open the window to get some AC, right? Get a big <laughs> fan in front. Exactly. You know, long term for this sim, they have an opportunity here. I don't know if the engine will support it. But long term, this could become a, more like an everything sim. You could have sailing on the oceans, on the lakes. You could have, if you drill down to a, a sufficient level, maybe people racing on racetracks. You know, it yeah. could be a, a real virtual world for multitudes of activities. But, you know, 10, 15 years from now, if they keep developing. Yeah. That, I mean, if, if, if the people want it, I'm sure that, you know, you got people that, that love train sim. You got people that, you know, like you said. Well, yeah, that would be cool to see yeah. trains and you know that some of them are being operated by people that, like my nephew, he's all about that. The Euro truck simulator, you got people, you might see trucks down on the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, I think a lot about this because we mentioned that a few times. There's been a lot of people that have been talking about this. Hey, you have this whole map. You could use it for other things than just flying over it. And honestly, my real thought is if they really wanted to make something like this, it would probably be in the next iteration, seven to ten years from now. Because while we are having really good visuals 
everything's modeled, everything's there. Once you get close to the ground, you really see the lack of details. You don't have the same perspective. But in the photogrammetric areas, you see high detail, don't you? Like at we, airports, uh, handcrafted the airports. Some well, of the building handcrafted are handcrafted, right? So they're made physically by people who take their time, map everything out. They say, okay, we want a building here. They're going to create it, texture it, and put it there. Um, oh yeah, so but you could have handcrafted like uh, racetrack or. Because you want to take advantage yeah, yeah. of the whole world that you have, and the world update for the USA, for example, will have up to a one meter resolution. Um, so when you're close to the ground, you're going to see that meter really zoomed in. So you're still going to have that lack of detail from a today's perspective. Now, seven years from now, if that was their goal, they would probably buy some like tons of satellite. Uh, imagery at much much closer resolution put that in use the same technology of data streaming and texture streaming and model their way around a world and that would be freaking amazing uh, yeah. flying right over this rock it looks actually it looks pretty cool the coloration yeah this i think is a handcrafted element that they've is that they've entered a point of interest i think it is I believe so. It is a point of interest. Because it's too accurate. It's too accurate. If you look at an image, it's it's too accurate to be just a random, you know, mesh elevation data generated object. I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, it is starred on the map. Yes. I'm almost positive. I think a that's a rock at the beginning of Rescuers Down Under. The POA. It's such a symbol of Australia. I mean, it's it's nice that they've they've finally gone back to its sort of native name. For a long time, it was known to all of us a lot as Ayers Rock, but they've gone back to their the Aboriginal name for it. I was um, about the other rock formation that I'm flying over, like the see. not the not so uniform one, the texture and everything. It's just incredible. Oh, the, 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 yeah, the group ones are uh, amazing. The one uniform one out in the, you know, straight ahead, if everybody is around me, I have to kind of look and see. But, yeah, the, the one ahead of us is definitely a, um, a handcrafted model. But the one in the back, now that I, I look at it, the, the cluster there, that mine mine and drated. Oh, it's incredible detail. The color, the, you can see the cracks in the rocks. It's What's nice is it's so it's nicely done and we're all enjoying it so much and yet there's so much room for improvement that you know there's no reason to think well where do we go from here you know I've I've conquered all the world now what do I do but there is room to improve and it's exciting and and the technology will come along that will allow for sharper imagery and the hardware will improve that will be able to run it so it's all kind of coming in conjunction with each other it's all and the uh, hardware yeah honestly you look at it for the past 20 30 years it's all being every time we keep thinking this oh my god in 10 years this thing will run amazing because you'll have the best gpu and so on and so on yeah. but 10 years from now we'll have more wants and more needs and we'll find yep. new ways to need even yep. more computational power that's the fun part. So That's the of it in a way. It, it allows it never to be stale. It's not like, well, I've beat every level. I beat the boss. 
15 times. Now, what do I do? It's this is what makes Flight Simulator so exciting is because the closer and closer. I mean, I can't imagine what's going to happen. Who knows? What is that 50 years from now? But imagine one day when the simulator is a one for one of the actual world. Then you have to think, well, where do we go from here? Thankfully, that's way, way, way in, you know, down the road. But there will come a day when you're going to run that simulator and you're going to look outside and think, I can't tell the difference. By the way, what we're looking at right now is Ayers Rock. Yes. Yep. And the sim is, uh, it was a special, it's a special place in Australia's heart. And uh, it's been a symbol of the country for a long time. And there's so much history to it and, and legend about it. And a few famous cases. Uh, in you know, another good rock to plan a tour around is actually you could probably take them both in if they're in the sim. Well, I know the Devil's Tower is there's a mod for that. And that yeah. I've been there. And it's, it, if you've seen the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind, it, it, they didn't do anything. That's that's the way it looks, Devil's Tower. And then you yeah. got Mount Rushmore that's probably close enough to make it part of the flight as well, which is, in a way, even more impressive than than uh, Devil's Tower because that Mount Rushmore, those faces, they face north. So they're not going to get the the freezing and, and thawing, freezing and thawing that south-facing rock does. So they could be there for hundreds of thousands of years, those faces. I'm getting a very unusual effect as I approach Ayers Rock here. I don't know if anybody else is getting that. Uh, explain. It's almost like an elevated effect to the... Uh, it looks like water around the base. I'm, I'm still a couple miles away. But it looks that's... like something around the base that I thought maybe it's water. Of course, it wouldn't be, I guess. You know what it is? It's my rolling cache. I erase my rolling cache. And it was updating. That's exactly what it was. I just haven't seen that because I thought maybe that was part of the issue that I was having with with the sim. So I went ahead and uh, I agree. This thing I deleted, is quite a lot of detail. My, yeah, now it's uh, now it's looking back to its normal self for me. So the next time I visit, it'll be in there. Dang, this thing. Wow. Where are you guys? This. Sorry. Say it a little louder. Oh, sorry. Where are you streaming what you're playing? I don't see you guys. Uh, Twitch. If you scroll up in the event text, it's up there. Uh, flying okay. Cookie 6508 otherwise. YouTube as well, isn't it? Uh, nope, not on YouTube. Nope, not on YouTube. Even though I do have to say, we're conveniently enough right next to an airport card. Yay! Like, if you like airports, that is a nice Ikeo. Yankee yeah. Alpha Yankee Echo. Very Australian, Easy honestly. Yeah. Wonder how they would pronounce that. Yay. Uh, I don't even know how they would pronounce it. Honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna Cookie, I'm gonna take a image of this. I want you to see this when we we are done. It's a very interesting effect. Not yeah. quite sure if it's my NVIDIA torturing me again, which is <laughs> quite possible. Who knows? So, put in the event text and we'll we'll be able to see it. Oh, okay, hold on one second. Uh, so this sense. rock, for me, it doesn't have the red coloration of the surrounding land and the uh, that it's the nice. group of rocks we flew over just 
behind us. Yeah, it seems like this was really a point of interest that was made. Like this was probably like 3D scanned uh, by a helicopter or something, and well, by yeah, it just I guess maybe it doesn't have the coloration in real life. I expected it to be the same color as that well, other stuff. It's taken from satellite imagery. This is visibly different. This is not something that would easily be done at that level of detail from satellite. So I would kind of expect it to be a little different. But I mean, yeah, it is a little sad that it's not exactly the same thing. But so it's called Uluru in the, I guess, an indigenous language. Yes, Uluru. Yeah. It's also a UNESCO World Heritage Site, so it's got special protections. That's nice. Yeah. Got to protect. It's it. sandstone. The whole thing is a sandstone rock formation. Oh. By the way. Like got a little village near it too, eh? Uh, I think that might be related to because there's a national park as well, so it's um, I can't uh, pronounce <laughs> trying to pronounce it, but man, it's really uh, it is T J U T A National Park, oh. Utah maybe. I don't know if the T is pronounced. Oh, but um, Chuta, Chuta, or at least that's how I would pronounce it. Yeah, the oranges are here. I just look down and think, wow, this place is broiling hot. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. And being in South Florida, to say something is hot, it's like, woof. it must really but it's be. It's a dry heat. Yeah, much better than ours. Ours here is a humid, 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 over humid. Ugh, yeah, overwhelming. Oh, yeah. Right when I went to, to Orlando for the flights of Expo last year, oh man, just walking out of that airport, it's yeah, it's... keel over. <laughs> it, it, it is a, like a, a pretty big thermal shock, I'd have to say. And it almost feels like a wet blanket has just been thrown on you. You know, you're standing there, especially outside, coming up like, from oh. Canada, you know. Oh well, yeah, you know. Oh, who's that? I'm Canadian. Who else is Canadian here? Cookie is. Cookie. Oh. The guy that leads the other group I'm in is Canadian, too. Nice. Lots of Canadians. That's great. Well, they're friendly, so they should be... Uh... <laughs> they, they so where are you, either. Cookie? I'm in Toronto. All right, I'm Vancouver. <laughs> oh, my God, how nice. <laughs> Yay. Oh. Wow. I, I, I love Vancouver. Said it, but I said it so many times now. Uh, but, yeah, I'm closer to Switzerland, I think, than I am to him. Right now. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> closer Canada to what? Is a big country, Switzerland. I have to verify that because that's probably not fully accurate. But still, it's, uh, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's a solid few hours. I don't know how many hours it is to. I, I regard BC as like Switzerland without so many people. So beautiful. I was going on an Alaskan cruise and we stopped, well, before we began the cruise we stayed in vancouver for a little while it was so beautiful there i'm like i don't need to go on the cruise let's just stay here but of course we'd already paid for the cruise but it was just absolutely spectacular the weather was fantastic so we lucked out and just the people were so friendly and it was just beautiful great food they're paid One, actors uh, <laughs> no literally we get on the bus and i think we meant to go to the aquarium and we took the wrong bus so the guy makes an announcement and says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to take a little diversion here, a couple blocks, because we've got some visitors from Florida, and believe it or not, they've actually 
kind of got a little off track. And I thought, in Miami, they would shoot you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, damn. You're, you're, you know, you're doing what? Yeah, we're going to divert for these tourists because they uh, they accidentally um, took, the wrong, took the wrong bus. But no, Vancouver is like, nah, we're not that busy today. What do you all think? Everybody's like, it's fine. So I was like, no, this would never happen in Florida. They would shoot you. That's a really, <laughs> really cool experience, honestly. Yeah, it was really nice. Oh, and that's another thing. After after the first day, uh, the lady friend that I went with, she's like, there's something wrong with this place. And, you know, everything was beautiful. The people were nice. Everybody was friendly. So I'm like, well, what do you think it is? She said, well, first of all, look how clean it is. And I'm like, yeah, it is very clean. And she goes, you don't hear a bunch of horns honking, people yelling, you know, traffic. She goes, there's something wrong here. I said, it's because everybody's nice that we've run into. Oh, and it was just... From the restaurants to the, like I said, the buses, the everywhere we went. I'm like, this is an amazing place. So y'all got my vote. Well, I used to it. drive taxi here. I used to drive bus actually as well. Now I work in the yard. But when I drove taxi, I heard from someone in the industry, in the movie industry, that um, a director was all, he got all upset with his crew because when they he came to film this scene in an alley, he said, why did you guys clean this up? I, I didn't want it cleaned up. I want it to look realistic. And they said, we didn't touch it. This is the way it was. This is how the alleys are here. Yeah, it's, it's shocking. It was, so, it was so nice that it literally caught our attention and we were slightly troubled as to what is different, what, what is not right about this place. And it's so weird that things being clean and things being calm and people being quiet and polite that it actually made you think something was wrong so really i loved it it was such a great place that's quite cool honestly that's yep. the type of experience that uh you you'll never forget never yeah forever forever and ever so super happy about that wow, wow and I, I don't know i think the ground handling here is better i'm not going completely off the rails? <laughs> I think it might be because I had my tail, my nose wheel adjusted so I could steer it more aggressively. And and I disabled that mod for the update. And it, the ground handling, it's too soon to say, but I think it is better with the uh, 208. Yeah, it's like there's nothing going on here. For you, but I honestly don't feel any difference because I wasn't getting any trouble with my controller from the beginning. So it's kind of hard to quantify that for me. But honestly, it's glad glad to know you guys are are getting yeah. much better experience. For those that are, for those of us that are struggling guys. on the ground, that uh, parking. If you go to my left. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I I don't know if I got too close there, Cookie. I'm trying not to invade your space. <laughs> nah, that was just a near uh, wing mix, but I'm fine. so happy that I'm actually remotely in the right place after my uh, little bit of problem there that uh, I'm very pleased. Oh, there's Ingo doing his thing. <laughs> I just know if I did that, I would end up doing a kind of a, like a cartwheel. Wouldn't go well. So, I guess you can enjoy doing certain things <laughs> without breaking. For sure. Yeah, it's nice to not uh, 
Wow. Yay, where we all landed safely and uh, nobody's dying in the desert down there. Still see uh, Mine Mine down there and uh, Dritted, who are still trying to land. He's not watching you guys. I saw pre-suffix land, but I don't know where he went. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those two planes that are together. <clears throat> Down there, unless that's just uh oh no, that might just be one of those planes that are right here. I mean, it is a two-hour podcast, so I can understand some people uh, leaving in the middle. It can be. Oh. Yeah, my... Okay, that's why. What happened? <laughs> yeah, ah, there you go. Uh, had a, a CTD on landing. Oh, that's. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, that's bad luck. That's the worst. Worse, because you don't have the feeling of accomplishment after a two-hour flight. Right. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, rough. that's happened to me too. That's depressing. Yeah. Whatever. We'll pretend like he's here. That's correct. <laughs> or just spawn in if you want to be with us. <laughs> <laughs> We're yay, regardless. Yankee Alpha, Yankee Echo. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I I know that's it can't be more Australian than this, honestly. A? Oh, that's Canadian. Sorry. <laughs> that is a eh? Canadian, eh? By the way, in Canada, we do not say a boot or roof. <laughs> it's <laughs> roof and about. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, it, honestly, some of those are just big myths. Stereotypes, yeah, a they're boot. not fair. I never heard of that, a actually. A boot? Ah, uh, if you go, I think maybe if you go extreme east in Canada, maybe you get, because it's got a bit of, of a well, Scottish... Well, Newfies have their own dialect. Yeah, they have their own dialect. <laughs> I, I of... think that was mostly propagated by South Park. <laughs> right? Yeah, it could be, honestly. I think what it is, as well as it's... Americans hear accents a little bit, you know, differently. And I think because it's more of a O sound than an ow sound, it just oh, sort of got right. pushed to oot. Oh, it says I lost my connection. But I'm telling you right now, I did not lose my connection. And well, that yeah, may be why. You. <laughs> yeah. Air's Rock looked a little bit like it was floating for me. And I think I was having some kind of... Uh, internet issues so i i have a suggestion for a tour we could do um uh, who is this that likes making them oh it's me um uh <laughs> yep, where's your fly, fly uh far yeah, isle because yeah. yeah. i had in mind to make it but i'm not as motivated as you seem to be <laughs> to make these tours have you heard of the comet strike theory comet strike theory refresh my memory i think so but i'm not well, it's uh, there's about 100 scientists working on it in their own time. They've been doing that since 2007. And the evidence they've drawn together in support of the theory is it's almost making it like ironclad that it happened 12,800 years ago. A fragmented comet struck the North American ice sheets primarily, as well as over in Europe, and vaporized uh, obscene amounts of water and it could be the origin of the flood myths that are told around the world by indigenous cultures, as well as the destruction of large megafauna here in North America, woolly mammoths and giant sloths and the saber-toothed tiger. They all went extinct rapidly right around that time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where and was this? 
exactly where was it exactly uh that they theorized that this hit well they say a fragmented comet hit primarily on the uh on the north american ice sheet and and there were wildfires all across north america there's a layer of black soot that dates back to that time that's about an inch or two thick all across north america and uh but the the interesting area to fly would be um uh, dry falls montana uh, because those falls are about i'm going to say five times higher than niagara and many many times wider but they're dry and the explanation for their formation is that over a period of many many eons uh, approximately 100 releases of water from the ice sheet uh, carved these falls but the the theory that's gaining ground now and randall carlson is one of the the biggest proponents of it. You can hear him on Joe Rogan's podcast, three or four different visits, Randall Carlson. Yeah, I've listened. Um, and uh, according to his calculations, those falls were formed over a period of about two weeks with water running at 60 to 70 miles an hour and about a thousand feet deep, uh, scouring the land coming off of the ice sheets. And uh, if you can imagine being a Native American, well, you wouldn't oh. have survived the initial no. shock waves of the impacts but if you did no. to witness something like that i mean it's the end of the world right well I'll, what i'll do is i will um i'll make a point of looking up this whole thing and uh checking out the area and see what kind of flight path we can come up with and and you know put up a little res- when i'm having less issues with my aircraft or my own flying i'm able to uh expound a little bit on the areas and why i chose them and things like that but sometimes i get a little bit wrapped up in the flight and um i don't always get to go through all of the details but that one sounds like it would be well it is a striking area i mean because these falls they're not uniform like the niagara they're have you looked at them have you looked at them in the sim to see how they're portrayed um yeah i did one flight but i i I really didn't spend a lot of time looking for the best area to i'll do it then I'll have a look. Um, but if you if you check Joe Rogan on YouTube, um, Randall Carlson, he's been on the show like four or five times. He's a fascinating guy. He's about sixty. He's made it his life specialty catastrophism, yes. and he's one of the guys that's putting it all together, put, pulling the pieces of this puzzle okay. together. And I, I find Give it us a incredible. Google search term so we can uh, read about this. Uh, well, you can Google theory. Comet Strike Theory. Um, That's good. Or Randall, Randall, Randall Carlson on Rogan, because he'll have slides he shows. And the thing is, like, near the end of the last ice age, like 13,000 years ago, the that wasn't the peak. The peak for the ice sheets was about 20,000 years ago, roughly. Sea levels were 300 feet lower 12, 13,000 years ago, and they were 400 feet lower uh, at the peak. And they've done calculations because they've got the oceans mapped accurately. So they can, with simulation, they can drain the oceans to 300 feet, 400 feet. When they do that, they discover that around the world, around all the continents of the world, land mass equivalent to the area of North and South America combined has been buried beneath the waves. And they have found in the Mediterranean statues 20 miles offshore in 100 feet of water and stuff like that. So God knows how many cultures were buried beneath these waves. As um, They've calculated that in the first 24 hours, sea level rose 30 feet after the impacts. Wow. 
Hey, you know what? I I, I don't want to cut you Amazing. off. Amazing. We That's don't super want. Cool. We don't want to podcast down. Yeah, what we'll do is we'll we'll end we'll end our stream here, and um, we're gonna keep talking. Yeah, we're gonna hang out a little bit in the um, podcast thing. But yeah, that's giving me an idea. So I'm gonna I'm gonna research the term, and uh, I'll watch the the Rogan episode because I, I I've watched I used to watch a lot of him when he was on YouTube. Um, so it sounds like an interesting place. I mean, yeah, I, with him I, you do want to watch because he he will have the the, the yeah. slides. And and what you'll see, well, someone said they don't want spoilers. I think so. Yeah. So yeah. So we won't. Exactly. So, <laughs> we want to so, talk yeah. about it next time, right? Yeah. We want to yeah. make sure. Okay. So yeah. Understood. Let me, uh, yeah. Let me. Um. I will. I'll do my research. Cookie will. Yep. Will help me along with with getting that. I can phone. send you. You know, I'll, if I have any links to send, I'll sure. send them as well to your uh, Discord. Sure. Sounds great. Be awesome. Yeah, so, so I think good. today was we had a few challenges, but uh, overall I think it it was beautiful to see and uh, it was fun to have everybody together as oh, yeah. always. So we're gonna do it again next Thursday. I'm not quite sure which place we're gonna choose, and I'm always looking for new ones. So. Um, and I know you're making a lot of uh, flight plans. I know you're sending me tons of screenshots of those little maps <laughs> and areas that you're looking for. So yeah. I know you're very, very passionate into getting some of those. So feel free, guys, to join us next time. Next Thursday, we do this uh, every day, every Thursday. I was going to say every day. No, not <laughs> every day. Um, but every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, that's 2300 Zulu. Um, and uh, thank you, everyone, for joining. It was really a lot of fun. Uh, all your questions, participation, and just flying with us. Lots of fun. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Yep. See you all later. All right. Always a good time. Good stream, Cookie. Thanks. Bye, guys. I'll see you, Cookie. Bye-bye, guys.